Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, I'm going to switch the conversation because Liam Brennan has just shown up. Hello, Mr. Brennan. Mr. Liam Brennan has just uh, qualified. There is a there are a couple of other people who insist that they also qualify, but Liam Brennan definitely qualified, and he'll be challenging Justin Elliker in the New Haven primary for the Democratic endorsement to become the next mayor of New Haven. Liam, hello, and welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hi. Lisa, hello. Good morning. Uh, great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. We've only got about 10 minutes, so we may have to cut this short and have you come back another time, but let's do it, okay? Let's do it. So, um, first of all, may I call you Liam, and please call me Lisa. Is that all right? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lisa. And yes, yes. Okay. So, Liam, a little bit about you. Tell us just a little bit of an encapsulated bio so we know who you are, how long have you been in New Haven. Tell us about you. Sure, sure. I first moved to New Haven in 2004. Um I was going to law school, um, and I fell in love with the city. Uh, since then, I have been an assistant U.S. attorney, a federal prosecutor, um, uh, where I oversaw the federal public corruption task force for the state of Connecticut. Uh, I left that after I was with the DOJ for about 11 years. Then I went to New Haven Legal Assistance, where we helped launch the Community and Economic Development Unit there and did a lot of housing policy in New Haven. Um, and then I became the director of another legal aid, the Connecticut Veterans Legal Center, uh, that provides, it's a statewide legal aid that provides free legal services to veterans recovering from homelessness and mental illness um, until I became the inspector general up in Hartford, which I currently do, where I do investigations into police misconduct. Wow, look at that. So you are, it sounds to me like you very much have carved out a career representing the underdog in society. <laughs> Lisa, you have called my number, yes. Right? Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, I, yeah. As a, as a kid, I just felt like there were so many. Yeah, I grew up in a working class neighborhood. I felt that there were so many people who were overlooked um, and disadvantaged by the system. And, um, you know, I thought if I was lucky enough to, you know, get a good education and be able to work to move the system along in better ways, that's something I really wanted to do. And I couldn't believe I got accepted to the DOJ right away and was able to do this financial fraud and public corruption work off the bat. But it was 
really, really important work to me, um, including just reforming our whole justice system and our systems in general. So it's been a really, really rewarding experience. Oh, there's a lot of work to do. Believe me, it's an ongoing process. I have a question. I saw that you, Lee and Brennan, I saw that you uh, said that you are against drug arrests. I don't want to overstate that. I want to hear in your own Mm -hmm. words. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so I think, I mean, I think we are recognizing as a society that the war on drugs has failed. That um, drug use, drug addiction is a... um, public health problem and that it is something that people um, are, um, you know, is, 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 is a health problem and it's not like really a criminal law problem. And we've seen our prisons swell and their costs rise and lives be lost, generations of lives lost. And not just the time incarceration, but time afterward, because there's all these cut collateral consequences that follow people after they've been arrested for felonies. And that I think um, drug use, drug possession while not good for society, nothing want to do. I have never used an illegal drug myself, um, but it is not something that we need to put people in prison for because that's an ineffective policy. And I'm really looking to make government be effective and respond to the needs um, of our society. So if you become mayor of New Haven, will you say to your police force, look the other way and don't bother going after people that, in fact, possess or deal illegal drugs? So this is two different things. I think I think dealing in sales is something to be dealt with uh, separately and differently. Um, uh, but I think p- possession um, is we don't want people possessing. I mean, we don't want people being arrested because they are possessing drugs. I mean, it's similar. We saw prohibition did not work for alcohol um, and, it, it, and it's not working for other illegal drugs um, for other illegal drugs. Alcohol is not illegal. Uh, but I do think there needs to be like a very clear fine line. Um, just as we do not allow um, open air, you know, alcohol in our society, we do also do not want to have, you know, open air drug use in our society as well. And we need to actually have enforcement um, and, keep, you know, and confiscate. If we see any drugs in the public sphere at all, we should be confiscating them. Uh, and we should be looking to anyone who's profiting, just like with pharmaceutical companies as well, anyone who's like profiting off destroying people's lives, we should be going after. As, as you can tell from my career, it's like, I'm really after people who are like making money on destroying people's lives, whether financially or through the political system or in any other way. Um, but when people have are just like in personal possession of drugs, I don't think we need to arrest them. But we do not need also do not need to allow them in the public sphere. Currently so, in New Haven, too often we don't see the police doing any of it. You know, we do not. We see people sometimes with open alcohol containers or drugs as well. And there's being no enforcement. So there needs to be some enforcement in that level. Just we don't need to incarcerate people. So in other words, as a quality of life offense, you're not suggesting that people have the ability to smoke pot in public parks and walk around because maybe, I mean, for me personally, I can't stand the smell of it. I personally cannot. You want to do what you do in your house, you do it. But I think it intrudes on my well-being and my quality of life to have to smell it. I'm, what do you think? I, I fully that? agree. I fully agree with you, Lisa. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And that's where we need actual enforcement. It's just we, we do not need to conflate all enforcement with incarceration. I see. Um, but okay. if we had if we had consistent enforcement, it would change people's behavior. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And right now, that's not what we have. And I hear from a lot of business owners, a lot of um, people around town that they see no enforcement at all. And they're not saying they need to lock people up. They just they just want some quality of life. And I think there's there's a way to balance that without um, adding to mass incarceration. 
So, Liam Brennan, I have a question. Justin Elliker yes. decided on behalf of New Haven to settle with Randy Cox's family and Randy Cox for $45 million, mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. Gives, which gives $15 million to attorneys. Let's be very clear here. Mm-hmm. And $30 million to his family and announced almost the next day that New Haven doesn't really have a budget for that. And they're going to have to raise the money somehow with borrowing it or raising taxes or something. That's an enormous amount of money for a city like New Haven, putting aside the injury to this one family. And I want to know, would you, do you concur with that amount of settlement? Would you have done the same as mayor? Um, this is an astronomical number. This is the largest police misconduct settlement in the history of the United States. Mm-hmm. I don't know that this is the largest or worst police misconduct action in the history of the of the United States. Um, I do know generally in injury cases, if somebody survives and is paralyzed, actually penalties are bigger than if somebody actually dies because they have lifelong issues right. to deal with. Fair. So I understand that. But $15 million going just to the lawyers for a case that didn't take all that long is a, is a lot to swallow and a lot to swallow on, on a public that is dealing with limited tax revenue, high, you know, high taxes to begin with. Um, and additionally, this year, a, three, a $6 million fraud on our public school system. I don't know exactly what went on in the negotiations, but I think this whole thing is a bad deal for New Haven overall. I think the fact um, that we had this occur in the first place, the fact that we don't have a really a functioning civilian That's review board to um, oversee um, police misconduct, this has all been a failure of administration of leadership. So I want to tell you, Liam Brennan, I appreciate your candid response. Unfortunately, we've run out of time this time. I invite you back on for a longer conversation. Maybe you'll come in studio. Um, But we're running to the top of the hour, which is what we do on live radio. I want to thank you very much for coming on and uh, look forward to chatting with you again. What, What day is the primary? The day of the primary is September 12th. Lisa, thank you so much for having me. I look forward to seeing everybody at the ballot on September 12th. And I'd love to come to the studio anytime you want to have me. You bet. Liam Brennan on the Lisa Wexler Show, providing a choice against Justin Elliker for the primary in New Haven on September 12th. We're going to be right back in the next hour. We're going to chat with Kathleen Marr, the director of the Barnum Museum, and Martha Zolleron for WDUN in Georgia at 1115. I'm Lisa Wexler. Stay tuned for weather and traffic here on WICC. We'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. 
That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 